Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, I'm going to be answering a question from a private Facebook group member who asked if attachment style can change within relationships, across relationships rather, such that you are preoccupied in one and avoidant in the other, etc. So um, that is a good question, something people ask a lot. And if you like questions like that, you should join the Facebook group separately. Um, also, if you'd like to get the subscriber-only episodes, the paid episodes, that you don't get those from the Facebook group, that's different. No matter how many times I say that, there's some people who still say, oh, I got into the Facebook group. Can I have the locked episodes? No, that's a separate platform. That's uh, through Anchor, and that gives you all the subscriber episodes, including most recently, when you're arrogant and condescending, your wife's not going to want to have sex with you. That's like a way that her defense mechanism, her brain, you know, erects, such as that she doesn't have to, you know, feel like shit around you by also being attracted to a man that's not treating her well. And if you've ever heard anything like that, if your wife has called you, you know, arrogant, then that's the episode for you as well as about 100 others. And as I said most recently, moving on into season three of the Dr. Psych Mom show, which will just be in a couple episodes, I'm going to have more uh, paid content. So a higher percentage of these will be paid episodes, so then you should... um, you should pay. It's $5.99 a month. The Facebook group is different. That's $4.99 a month. But um, anyway, so moving on, the attachment style issue. So what frequently happens is that people with insecure attachment grow up seeing a pursuer and a distancer in the relationship that they see between their parents. And one is an avoidant attachment and one is preoccupied attachment, and they see this. So when they look for a partner, they look for the same dynamic. Now, based on how the partner acts, they could be a totally different one of those, but they're usually one of those. They don't somehow move to secure. Like secure is nothing that they saw, so they have no template for it. They saw the the pursuer distancer, so they know how both sides of that goes implicitly. Based on their personality, uh, you know, they may frequently go to one end of that, either the pursuer or the distancer more frequently. But overall, they kind of know the dance. Subconsciously, they could play both parts. They know what it looks like. If they are very extreme, then they're always avoidant within relationships. If they're if they're very extreme, so like if they are also a high sensation seeker who, because I talked about this, that there are personality types that look like avoidant attachment, but it's just personality traits. That was a recent episode. Not all avoidant attachment is avoidant attachment was what it was called, I think. And so if they're just a you know somebody who really likes hobbies, really likes friends, super sensation seeking, hates staying home and just cuddling then, you know, if they also were raised in an environment with a pursuer-distancer parent dynamic, then they will be avoiding attachment most likely, whereas somebody who's more highly sensitive and, um, you know, just thinks about relationships more frequently female is going to be preoccupied attachment if she saw that. A lot of preoccupied men, though, I've written about that, Um, but not as many as women. 
So, so yeah, what they can't really do is know how to do the balance. So secure attachment really eludes them. So that is something that can be changed, though, by therapy and by working within a healthy relationship. Now, if this was like a, a, a you know, a survivor style or a, a reality show, and I talk a lot about how reality shows are educational. I have a podcast on that. So if your wife asks you to watch them, you should and discuss them. But um, if this was a reality show where you were allowed to take an avoidant or a preoccupied person and pair them and marry them to a securely attached person, it's possible that they would grow more securely attached. But in the real world, securely attached people don't really marry insecurely attached people because those people are, they weird them out. You know, like the securely attached person is used to seeing a relationship where there was give and take and where people wanted to spend time together but also had their own lives and it was calm and there wasn't a lot of conflict. They grew up in these happy homes. And there are people who have happy homes. I mean, there's no such thing as, quote, uh, perfect, you know, but there's happier. And there are a lot of kids who grew up just, you know, in, in a home that was pretty happy. That's the goal I assume all of us have for our own children. So it is possible. But, yeah, so if they were somehow yoked to a securely attached person then who also happened to be very attracted to them and motivated and could not leave because in this reality show the securely attached person could have no other options and had to make it work, then, yes, through the love of this securely attached person and from modeling on this person, the insecurely attached person would probably loosen up a little bit in in one of the domains on whatever end of the spectrum they were and become more securely attached themselves. And that analogy is kind of what happens in couples counseling over time. Both partners are trying to grow more securely attached, and as they do, they fight less, they're more empathic, and they give their partner the best chance to also be securely attached. And this is happening bi-directionally in a good couples counseling situation. Over time, both partners grow more securely attached. So, So yeah, so that's the one that... That's harder, but even that with work can be done. And that's what I always talk about with reparenting. Over time in a happy marriage or a a mostly happy marriage, you are reparenting one another and filling one another's... um, deficits that you got as a kid because even kids that grew up in happy families have some kind of you know yearning or lack whether it was for more attention or whatever a lot of kids around who knows but over time these people reparent each other and end up in very securely attached relationships secure attachment you should go way back to the attachment style podcast I think that's a paid one the original one where I talk about attachment styles is a paid one and then I have some after that that talk about individual styles but yeah you can Um, you can go from insecure to secure, but it takes a lot of effort. Going between the two insecures is interesting because like somebody who's avoidant attachment, they can frequently act preoccupied if they get a different kind of partner, somebody who's even more avoidant than them. Because remember, subconsciously, they only know one dynamic, a pursuer and a distancer. And if somebody's not pursuing them, then they may pursue. So then they get anxious. But this still doesn't mean that it's a happy relationship. A lot of women are like, oh, you know what I really want? I want my my husband to be jealous and to to want to know where I go and to, you know, be so consumed with me like I am with him. 
But if they actually got that, they wouldn't want that. What they really want is a secure attachment. They just don't know how to say it. They don't even think it's possible. Some women don't even think it's possible, and some men too. So some people that grow up in dysfunctional homes don't even think it's possible to be in a secure relationship. They think that somebody always has to be jealous and controlling and anxious, and so they just don't want it to be them for a change. But that's not the sum total of where your relationship can get to, of course. The, the, the goal is to get to a healthy, secure attachment. And that, if you've been raised in a dysfunctional family, sometimes this is only possible with therapy or with deep introspection or, or self-work of some sort. But, of course, I, I see it mostly happen with therapy where it's, it's, it's more expedited than that. But um, finding the right partner is somebody you're compatible with is certainly helpful. So it's going to exacerbate your attachment style if you find somebody that you're incompatible with. Because, for example, if you're if you tend toward preoccupied and you get a guy who is, um, you know, really super selfish, uh, then yeah, that's a, you're, it's going to amplify everything that you think about the world. So for people that are preoccupied or avoidant in most relationships. They sometimes change in the honeymoon stage if the other person is very different, but then usually um, they can revert or in a, in a different scenario, they stay the other insecure one. They don't really move into secure again without tremendous work or, you know, some work, <laughs> you know, at least some work. And um, secure attachment is the, is the gold here. It's the gold standard. And that is when, just for the, you know, a little review, you're vacillating between exploring the world and coming back to a secure base. And this is really not something that people who grew up in dysfunctional families see. So they, they only see fighting, conflict, bitterness, disconnection, fighting, etc. And they don't really really know on a deep level that there can be a relationship. It's very, it seems very fictional. It seems like something from TV to think that there are people in the world that actually have happy relationships where there's not a lot of fighting. But that is not fictional. And this is, you know, its own topic. But if you feel like all relationships and all members of the opposite sex are going to be disappointing and uh, all men suck, all women are selfish, all men are, you know, cheaters, whatever, this is obviously stuff that you learn. And you should have empathy for yourself as a child because obviously you were basically told this. Some people remember actually being told it by a parent or some people got it out of the environment, you know, because they always saw like dad cheats on mom or whatever the case may be. But this isn't real. You were trained to think this way. You were trained to think that all relationships have somebody that gets screwed, you know, and one selfish one and one martyr or whatever. Or, or sometimes two super dramatic people, you know, but or two completely disconnected people. But that's what you learn. So, you know, you're a good learner. You're a mammal. You learned from your environment. But that does not mean that that's how it has to go. So if you were always avoidant in your other relationships, but now you're preoccupied, you have, you're under the danger the illusion that this is like the love of your life now because you're obsessed with them and you never were obsessed with anybody before? No, you're just like acting bad in a different way, the other way. The other parent is who you're modeling on now. 
So as long as there's any like super controlling, anxious, conflictual behavior, you're still not in the right relationship. You've still not done enough work on yourself, you know, to, to be a healthy partner because there's not supposed to be any of that in a healthy functional relationship. So it's not just like that now you found the person that you can be obsessed with and you can be the controlling, jealous one and that that means it's the love of your life. No. <laughs> I see people in this situation all the time. You know, or, or the other one where women are like, oh, I used to be jealous and controlling of all of these guys, but now I've met this one and I don't really care what he does on the weekend. We just do our own things. It's a mature relationship. No, it just means you're acting avoidant. Now you're the distancer. And this happens to a lot of women after they've gotten hurt a lot by being the preoccupied, controlling, jealous one in prior dating relationships. They're like, all right, I'm going to meet a stable guy. I'm finally going to make it work. I'm going to be in a healthy relationship. And so basically they find somebody who acts like they did toward other guys, the pursuing crazy behavior where they're like calling all the time and acting like very out of control. They find somebody who feels like that about them. So because they only know one dynamic, so it's basically they're deciding to now be the avoidant partner. And so, yeah, they know that dance too. That was the other parent, the one that they didn't emulate in previous relationships, the other one, you know. And so then they do that. And that's not good either, you know. And, and it's just not – those are not the sum total of your possibilities in a relationship is to either be the pursuer or to be the distancer. And if you think that that is the case, then it's because that's how you were raised and it is because that is, you know, what you were exposed to. So you don't really understand experientially that there could be anything else. And this is what therapy can help with, is understanding. Some people, as I mentioned frequently, don't even understand that there could be relationships without fighting or that there could be relationships where people enjoy spending time with each other. That's just like crazy to them because they never saw that at all in their family of origin. Their parents were just hated each other, trying to get away from each other. There's constant conflict or there was just no relationship. Mom and dad had complete separate lives. So whatever you saw is what you innately assume everything is, even if you're a smart person and intellectually you know that can't be right on a gut level you think that it is right you think maybe every those happy people are hiding the fact that they feel disconnected or you know some women think every man would cheat if he was given the right circumstance no that's not true just as every woman wouldn't you know and um, but if you were raised in these kind of dysfunctional scenarios then you think that the only things available the only options available are basically a pursuer distancer but you know you just kind of um, you got to pick one almost subconsciously or consciously you got to just pick one so by consciously I mean when people think that they're doing the right thing by saying I'm not going to get somebody that like you know makes me feel insecure but then they haven't done any deep work, so then they end up making the person feel insecure because then they just go to the other side where they're the avoidant attachment partner. All right, well, I hope that this cleared it up. I have a lot of stuff on attachment. Attachment is an interesting um, area. And um, thanks so much for listening. And please do join my Facebook group if you like talking about attachment. Everybody in there talks about attachment quite a lot. And I will talk to you all soon. Bye-bye.